restaurant with someone you don't sit next to them. Sometimes it's I do. I like that. Well, that's weird. You're a weirdo. One of my favourite restaurants, Canteen, used to do that. Oh, that's terrible. Like... That's such bad, like... No, it's like... What's sat... it? Oh, it's God, sat... it's like... Thing. It's like being sat on the front seat of a bus. No, this is not conducive to having a conversation, okay? I'm trying to make it more so. Move to your side, please. Alright, listen, as you Otherwise, can tell. we're not having a conversation. Are you recording? Of course. That's oh. the best bit. This is it, you in control now, and normally it's me controlling when to start and end. God. Alright, listener. So this week, Gemma and I are in person again. Uh, in person all... again? Well, no, what do you mean? We're like talking to each other in, the, in real life mean? rather than over Zoom. Move your foot. What? <laughs> and, um,. So we can argue about... Gemma's tired. We're both tired. No, yeah, that's true. I'm very no, tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a You're long week tired. for me. I've been the last week of my master's degree and had a show. And I'll talk about that at some point in the future one when I've managed to collect my thoughts. said wearily. Mm. And I'm just... I had a crazy school thing. Yeah. There. I had to keep the kids in and it was all a bit dramatic. And just general work tired. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, let's just laugh for ten minutes. <laughs> That's what we're best at. <laughs> My friend said, she said, I'm enjoying listening to your podcast. Does every episode start with you giggling? <laughs> like, yep. No. Very much. Apart from the one we were really grumpy and we had to Some record it again. Start, start mid-sentence. Yeah. Instead. Most of them do, don't they? Oh, did I tell you? I got some lovely cardboard circles. Look at these. Cardboard circles? What? So, for making my thing, Whoa. I had to cut these circles out. Yes, you did. Things. Oh, we could have been doing that earlier. Hmm. We need some paint. Yeah, and a space to do it in. And a space to do it in. How are you, listener? Uh, Where silent, are you, listener? Silent as always. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hear you've been to Austria. Or Hungary. Mm. Or Germany. Or South Carolina. Carolina. Oh dear, this is going well. Um, don't be silent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just have to cut that out. Um, can I just say, listener, that Jules has the most spectacular socks. Oh, thank you. Mm. Sort of orange with a darker orange, no, like a maroon and black succession of I think stripes. Have, I think these are happy socks, are they? Do they say Yeah, that? happy socks. And I bought these a few weeks maroon ago. toes, a black sole and an orange heel. And I got, I was tired because I, you know, obviously with COVID lockdowns and stuff like that, had we now... And so I went to the, a shop, the, it was uh, it was TK Maxx, and I went in there. The best. Just, I don't know quite why anyway, but I bought socks. Quite good to get socks because you just, you know, then you can always be like, let me throw out the ones that have got considerable mm. numbers of holes in them. Love buying new socks. And uh, got home, and, and while opening the packet, just half asleep, cut cut through the socks. Oh no! <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, Apart from this pair? Uh, no, I, I bought, I, I think I bought six, so it's only one sock. Oh no. Which is gone, but I, I think I did even keep the sock which I didn't cut through because then it, you know, hopefully. You can make I, a sock puppet. Well, no, the other one will have a hole in it, and then I'll have like one brand yeah. new sock and one slightly worn sock. Can we make a sock puppet? If you want, I'll give you. What? A mascot for our podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> With our faces on, both of them. It will be a two headed sock puppet. When <laughs> 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 you, lucky listener, can win this sock puppet oh, yeah. if have... you contact us and yeah. show us that you are alive. Yeah. Oh, it no, can't no, be should... someone that we're already friends with because yeah. that's just, I will already talk to you every day. We should have more like um, puzzles hidden within the contents of this where they can, uh, they have to sort of tell us things. what. Egg things, what are they called? <laughs> Easter eggs. Easter eggs. I was going to say eggplants. Like they're planted. Um, good grief. <laughs> What's up, Charlie Brown? Oh, good grief, Charlie Brown. Um, so, can I tell you then this dream? Because you didn't acknowledge it at the time you were too stressed oh, yeah. and busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I did send it to you. I sent it to you as I, as I had written it, which is a bit... I mean, I wrote it on my phone as I woke up. 
it was quite a good one, I thought. And I was thinking of ways, like I was saying, of trying to describe things that are very difficult to describe in a, in a dream, in a, in a more cohesive way. It's very difficult. It's like you need a whole another language, in a way. Mm. Um, it's a bit like talking about time travel, like we don't have the words for time travel because it's not possible. Um, so we don't have the right tenses. It's like that in dreams, that the way things become another thing and they melt into each other. Because mm. otherwise you just end up saying, it was sort of this, but not... Um, yeah, it's a whole new reality and we don't yeah. have the words for it. So I'll try and maybe try to take out those bits. So I was in a programme, I was inside a television programme that was kind of buffy. And so I knew what was going to happen and what should happen already and I kind of it was like it had to happen that way but I think things were going wrong some of my students were there and we had to kind of go through this plot with our neighbours and it was a bit sort of like the good life <laughs> the way it was kind of they were we were friends with the neighbours but it was kind of a rivalry um, and at the end a Mexican guy why was he Mexican I don't know asked to borrow a drill and one of our family gave it to him, one of our family, in, not my family in the dream, gave it to him, but it had tape around it as if it was broken. And the neighbours were going to kill us. So we had quite a serious rivalry with them. He was old school friends with the dad. And I was worried that he had just turned up out of the blue and this seemed suspicious. But also, because he was Mexican, there was a whole thing about race in it. Like, oh, we, we're good to, we can be good to Mexicans. But they were actually being really patronising and they didn't speak any Spanish and they were just talking to him really in a really patronising way. Um, then I was with my parents in a space like Edinburgh. So there were huge buildings. When I, when I went to Edinburgh in real life, when we arrived on the train, I just remember being, it was evening and there was like a full moon and it was really beautiful. And there's just like these huge, like, are they stone? I guess, buildings, I think mm. of stone, yeah. Uh, it looked just like that. And I was being pushed around by my dad in something like a kind of wheelchair, but I mean, just I was just sitting in it. But it was really scary, and he was pushing me over these huge rocks really fast. And there were random piles of book, paperback books on the ground. Mm. And then I said to him, well, I'm really worried about this drill that we've given this guy, because if it breaks, we'll be culpable. And then these big buildings kept looming up. And then my dad let go. And I went flying over this huge rock. And he was just seemed really confident that I would land. And I was just completely out of control and helpless. But I did land. And I woke up and I just felt really anxious. So it was very visual. I was listening to a thing about people talking about race in America before mm. I went to sleep. So I think that was the bit mm. about the guy coming and them not speaking Spanish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And I used like, to have that thing where I would have the radio come on with Radio 4 in the mornings and that was so strange because it would infect my dreams and yeah. I would just have all these sorts of weird dreams about whatever it was they were talking about yeah we said about that I think yeah oh but there was also the horse one. Oh yeah <laughs> okay you tell one in between otherwise it's just a lot of me saying my dreams <laughs> and I might not be able to say I the whole of you say about the horse one do you remember any of your dreams this uh, week? I had a dream, yeah, last me. night I had a dream that I was at the Louvre. Oh, uh, cool. But it was a sort of, and I was in the room which the Mona Lisa is in, but it was a much bigger, it was it was really like a warehouse. It wasn't like the actual room in real life. But the Mona Lisa, if, if you haven't seen it, sort of stand, has a sort of freestanding kind of wall. Or is it? I can't think it's freestanding. But anyway, it's like there's a, there's a wall and there's a huge kind of glass surround which is designed to withstand the most massive bomb or something like that even, you know, because mm. it's considered such a threat that people are trying to attack it. Anyway, so that was sort of standing there and is its own sort of like free form kind of uh, ob obelisk kind of thing. And, um, but on the wall behind it, there was all these kinds of really sort of faded out kind of semi-crappy frescoes. And there was some sort of sign saying that these, that one of these was actually the original, um, uh, Mona Lisa which makes no sense oh. because you're like how did it go from being a fresco to being in a frame then if that's the original one wow, and also really it was nothing like dreams. it yeah 
and there was all these other ones as well and there was like this face and it also said that this was a painting of Luther Van Dross <laughs> <laughs> but amazing. still still by Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> It was yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't Luther. Van, I don't even know what Luther Van Dross <laughs> no, looks like. No, I don't like. think I do either. But I'm just going to look at it now. And Why did he? I've no idea. I mean, honestly, I haven't heard Luther Van Dross's name in forever, and was never. That's I'm so not strange. even. I'm looking him up now because I wasn't like a fan of his music. And what did he even do? Uh, power of the love. Power of love. Oh, the that's power good. That is a good song. Yeah. No, too much. We, maybe we Have you heard it? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Have you been listening to the radio? No, not I'm aware of. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly to, to the best of my knowledge, I haven't heard of Luther Van Dross's name in decades, and um, and it doesn't look like him as well. The 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 thing looked more. I mean, the, the the painting was more like of some kind of, you know, monk or something. It was nothing like Luther Van Dross. So I don't know. I think it was just my my, you know, subconscious brain was just grabbing around for a name that was like nope. It was just like that will do. It was kind of, it was probably partly because of that. It was kind of like, you know, the Luther Van Dross name was in there, but wasn't clearly attached to anything. And it was like, well, maybe that will fit. Let's just, let's just stick that in the dream. Weird. It was so, like that yeah. time that I found on a um, memory of a, an old dream that I had where I dreamt about the word escrow, which I don't even, I didn't even know what oh, it yeah. meant. And I just dreamt it was really prominent in the dream. It's weird. These words just stick in your head or yeah. names. Oh, that's a good one. So my other one was like that really Freudian one that you're going to be like, you can't tell. <laughs> just puts his head in his hands. Yeah, but the first bit was great. Right, well, <laughs> I can say it in a coded way. Oh, no. The trouble is we've, we've begun this in such a way. Are you thinking like, that I'm yeah, by like sort of talking revealing about, to yeah, you? Like, yeah. I don't care. Well, maybe just say it then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's your podcast. <laughs> It's my nice. body, my. <laughs> right. Um, so, but I like this first bit. It's interesting. Well, this one was I was in a nightmare land, and it was a kind of um, stool, like an animal. <laughs> You're already laughing. I'm kind of scrolling back as well to read about it. <laughs> Where everything, everything that I was scared of would happen as soon as I thought of it. So I did try not to think of things too much and there was like a bunch of freaky clowns and then I thought immediately was like don't think about horses because I'm really scared of horses and then, so then as soon as I thought that of course they appeared right. either side of this barn and one side was a baby the baby horse but the baby horse was like massive like the biggest horse you can imagine um, and then and then its parent appeared the other side and it was like this like t- like impossibly big like 20 foot black stallion rearing up oh horrible and like murderous intent in its eyes it was gonna kill me and it was i was between it and its child baby as well so i was just new so to get away i went up these stairs at the side of the stable (laughs) i can't all i'll say is there was a man up there. <laughs> that was it. There's a man up there. And he's not anyone that is real. He's just, um... Stop! Oh. That's it. I mean, people do edit, John. People? people? Me? humans. But, I mean, like, you know, sometimes you can tell there's a cut and it's just there's a cut. So... Are you recording this? Yes. Oh, you bastard. That's made it more difficult. Just... That bloody biscuit thing. <laughs> it's really weird when you dream someone completely made up. Mm. Like, obviously, they are probably made up of people you've seen on TV and things like that. But he was no one I can connect with. And I can really picture him really clearly. The um, I quite often dream up people that are no one I know. Yeah, it's quite common for me. Yeah, but it's interesting some of the sorts of things like these sort of dream, deep dream ideas that have been coming out of um, artificial intelligence research. That it kind of is that thing where they, in that build up this kind of large latent space of kind of faces, and so you know there's these things like that website of you know this person does not exist. Have you seen that? No. And um, so it's where sort of AIs uh, have generated 
uh, faces. Based, so they're, they're sort of trained on, on uh, millions of faces. And then they just generate. So that is not a real person. It's, <gasps> not, it's not a photo. That is, what? That is just generated. Yeah. And That's terrifying. They're very, very realistic. They're, they're, there's, there's some... There's some people what if they could... looked like you? That'd be so scary. Yeah, I know it would be. Freaky. What if you just flip the next one and yeah. it was exactly you? Like so it could be your brother. They gave some good tips actually on seeing sort of things about it, which will make you sort of question it. So sorts of things like not brilliant. Too symmetrical. No, no, it's actually the other way around where the symmetry isn't that good. Oh so yeah, you see his the chin way... doesn't line yeah, up. Yeah, his eyes are a bit weird, and also often like the ears are not. You know, they're, they're sort of facing in slightly yeah. different directions. Backgrounds are oh. often very sort of weirdly blurry. His ears are facing different directions. Um, teeth is sometimes, and they've got a lot better as well. Because it used to be what the, would they do with the, these things? The things where you'd have too many teeth or things like that. Oh, yeah, eyes strange. not looking in the same direction. Um, these are just made up people. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't. Exist but they at could all. be someone. What if they were someone? Well, yeah. I mean, so what yeah, what's is, the likelihood? I'm not very good at probability, but what would be the likelihood that that's what, an actual person? Well. Zero in a sense because it's not like, really because if they made them up of a composite of real people, then the genes are out there. Yeah. So if they've not, had children. It's not. It's not like it's just a sort of Photoshop job. What it's sort of doing is it sort of actually understands. It's kind of like understanding how it is that you make something that looks like a photo of a human, and then it kind of combines all those bits together. So it's kind of, you know, it sort of understands that there should be some kind of eyes, you know, something that looks like eyes in this position and, you know, hair looks like Is that like what this. our brain is doing or is that bollocks? You know when people try to compare computers, our brain as a computer, yeah. is that mm, generally thought of as not true anymore? Um, there's different aspects to it. So certainly, yeah, I mean, yeah, people don't think that the way that AI research works and that our brain works are in any way similar, particularly structurally, but it's kind of with this we are sort of discovering, it's kind of like we're discovering what things it is that look like human faces to humans. Okay. Because the strange thing is you can also, they find also these images the which don't look like humans at all to us, but to a computer will. As well, because is that the uncanny valley? No, no uncanny no. valley is when it's too. Yeah, it's when something is is realistic but not quite but enough. enough. So it has yeah. a sort of freaky mist. Yeah. So this is but a not... actually, where you can see he's got bits of glasses but isn't actually wearing glasses. Oh yeah. You see, so it's kind of Ugh. it's learnt about glasses but hasn't fully committed to whether it's doing or not doing glasses in that particular generated image. But the, the reason I was saying that though is that you can also, I mean, th this isn't doing it, but you can also do it where you have sort of sliders and so you can just kind of like, you know, fiddle around with these and sort of it morphs a person from sort of like one sort of person to another or you're sort of like making them older or well, more yeah, male or more like those masculine or female. Facebook apps or, or whatever. Yeah. And so, but it's interesting that our dreams, I think, maybe to some extent are doing some, you could mm. sort of say in a sort of sense it's similar where it's like taking averages of all the faces, you know, yeah. lots of faces we've seen and so it's just kind of like come up with, you know, a person without actually recalling a specific What person. I find is in your dream when you see people, it is a bit like in real life. I mean, I suppose that's the difference with internet things. We are studying faces and people... Um, very in a very detailed way but in real life when you're with someone you don't really you look at parts of them so you will see their eyes or you'll see a bit of their face or you'll see them in movement or you'll see a part of their body like you won't you're hardly ever kind of looking at the whole thing yeah. unless you're drawing them or taking photo of them or studying them for some reason but even and that's the thing I think is about kind of body image as well when people are really kind of have really bad low but like you know bad body image and they're kind of worried about being with someone and you know I will appear this way I just kind of think we don't really see people in the way that we don't scrutinize other people in the way we do ourselves. Mm. When you're, you don't really kind of look at someone and go, oh God, they've got this thing here because you just see kind of parts of them and you get yeah. a kind of impression. And in your dream, it's like that. It's like you're not really seeing a whole person. You're just getting a kind of impression of them. So yeah. you've got kind of like, they've got dark hair and they've got this expression, but there's never the whole 
person well it's not in mine anyway yeah like no, it's not even their whole body it's like yeah. a part of it just lazily does whatever it is that needs to yeah. be done in order for you to get the idea and the rest of... is kind of sketched in yeah, yeah exactly yeah in I Am Mother it's a good film sci-fi film but one of the things so it's got a really good robot um, and the robot oh, I don't want to give anything away <laughs> the robot has is brought up this child it's in a kind of post-apocalyptic world and it's got all these frozen embryos and it's brought up this child from an embryo and the robot is a cool robot but it doesn't it's human in the sense it's got two arms and legs and it's standing upright but it has a face like a kind of camera like just one camera lens uh anyway it brings up this baby and the idea is it's starting this kind of new human race by bringing up this child. I'm pretty sure, I mean, they don't really address this, but I think you'd have to see a human face. I think if a baby was brought up just looking at a camera, mm. even if it had, so the robot is protective and like reads to it and feeds it and kind of holds it and kind of gives it love, but it, it doesn't have a human face. And I think if you don't see human expressions, I think you will be psychopathic. Yeah. And I think they have done tests to see that. Like if you can't, if you don't have that bonding experience and you don't see someone else smiling at you and looking into the eyes of your primary carer. Um, so it's kind of an interesting idea that... Do you know about the, I think it's the spiky mummy experiment. Oh, no. Where they have, it's so sad, but they have like, you know, newborn monkeys and oh. they give it this kind of doll which sort of looks oh, yeah. like a mummy but has yeah. is spiky and so everyone tries to cling to it and it just is out. Mm. And then they um, just go, do they yeah, become so horrible? It's, um, yeah. It's, it, Aggressive. It, yeah. So it's like, even though it's like taking care of all the sort of like needs of it, yeah. it wasn't, the sort of the emotional needs are gone. Yeah. But the other bit of that dream, just completely separate, was that um, my flatmate I dreamt that my flatmate got up at five o'clock in the morning and was doing the washing up like really loudly. I was really annoyed, but it seemed real, like it was actually happening. And she was talking on the phone really loudly and she came in my room and sat on my bed and was talking to me. And I had that horrible dream thing where I couldn't speak and I was trying to go, shut up, and I couldn't speak. And she was just like talking to me really loudly. <laughs> and I was really annoyed with her when I woke up. It was quite fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I Am Mother. These are the films that I've watched that I recommend. And The Endless I've watched. Have you seen this or heard of it? Oh, sorry. I, might I think you'd like it. Yeah, yeah, The Endless is on Netflix. It's really, it was really good, actually. Um, maybe not to everyone's taste. It was quite low budget, I think, um, and quite culty. I think it was, they'd made another one that this kind of had some of the same characters and things. It was a cool idea. They were like really, it was like a hipster commune cult that were kind of stuck in some kind of time loop. <laughs> it's kind of about leaving a cult, really. It was good. But the thing that I liked, it was kind of the idea of it was that, um, which links a little bit to Jung and this idea of collective unconscious, that uh, because there's this well they call it an antagonist or a monster that we don't see right. that is creating this thing that's happening in this cult and they've got their idea about what it is and the director said that their idea was I can't remember who talked about it um, but that when people talk about having seen something inexplicable like I saw an alien or I had a vision of Mary or I had was abducted by aliens or I saw the men in black or I saw this thing that actually they're seeing the same thing but they're interpreting it in different ways and then there's this other idea that any religion every religion that humans have had has actually been a way to interpret the same thing that there actually is something and it could be like we don't know all of the species that are in like on our planet mm -hmm. so there could be something that we are is right in front of us that we've seen, but we don't know what it is. So we don't. So we all interpret it differently. 
And some people interpret it as a religion, some people mm. interpret it as this deity, and some people interpret it as that. That's quite a cool idea. Because like it's like we we are all kind of we're all seeing it, but we don't know how to explain what we're seeing. Yeah. Which is a bit like yeah. dreams. We're all having these things, but we can't. We don't really have the language for it. Yeah, that linguistic issue. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's the Whit Wittgenstein thing of you know if a lion can speak, we wouldn't understand him. You know that we couldn't even mm. that sort of uh, problems that you know you just. Uh, that language is, it, it can also go beyond language. There's sort of like there's language, but then there's also yeah. just kind of like what is the inner, inner model of uh, of another being. I gave you a dream. I no, but you haven't there. watched anything. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't have watched anything anyway. You want me to watch <laughs> things too? Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> um, one day. I might watch a film one day, yeah. And I'll ask you perhaps beforehand. Uh, I have queued up actually. I, I want to watch, and this will not interest you at all probably. Is um, there's a film called AlphaGo, which is AlphaGo. Yeah, which is uh, about the Google DeepMind. Um, oh. What AI. a documentary! Yeah, so so you know they they trained this um, this AI to play Go, which is a bit like oh yeah, uh, you know it's a board game with yeah. with two coloured sort of stones. Um, and for a long time it was thought it was impossible, or you know that computers would never be able to be humans because there's minimal rules and things like that but you know they worked on it and then ah. computers became better than humans uh, I don't know there's probably more to it than that I'll watch that at some point <laughs> okay um, that's a documentary that doesn't count oh okay <laughs> um, I also wanted to watch the happiness the century of the self right we are on and science of sleep minute 11 yes you find my notes no Minute 12. Right, yes. That's what my notes say as well. Do's. That's such a wanker trying to speak French. Um. Minute 12. Do's. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan is in the boss's office. Stefan, he's sure. And we now get a shot that is from behind the desk, looking <laughs> at his <laughs> pictures as he's explaining. So he's just, yeah. just started explaining. So as I said in the last minute, he has all these like slightly terrifying looking kind of scenes. Yeah. Um, and so the one he's now explaining is of a plane crash. Yeah. But he begins by it's kind a cool of like, drawing. Yeah, but he he makes the kind of like you know do your pipe. Oh yeah, he just and he does a kind of like <laughs> goes into boom, a sort of drama boom, kind of like yeah sort of like the doom noise. It's a very specific noise, isn't it? That. Mm. And it's weird because it's like the same across all aircrafts. It must be some sort of strangely. Oh, I thought of that. Yeah, have you noticed? What's it's the like, interval? Yeah, it's like it's a boom. It's a kind of like it's gentle and <laughs> is it metallic? Minor as well. Which it sounds like a minor key. Maybe. Yeah. You think it would be major to uh, instill confidence and happiness? Well, it's relaxing, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if any actual psychology went into it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Probably. This, this is the most relaxing interval of notes that we can think of to stop people thinking about the fact that you might die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a whole thing of like, do we want to hear this? I Once don't know. again. That's not how to do. Watching um, the internet in Charles's glasses. Yeah. This is not how to do. Uh, oh! It's UK. Ah. This isn't actually what I wanted. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that one. That's horrible. Gatwick. Oh, where's that? Japan. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I found that in Japan. There's all these, like, really Relaxing nice... Tones. Sort of oh, Jesus, things. where's that one? Manila. God, they can... Hmm. <laughs> that's because that says it's That was, like, sometimes. unfinished. It was like, yeah. uh... I think this is where someone's just replayed them themselves. Yeah. Do you remember that? Is it familiar? That's no. Paris Metro. What? That's, That's what not says. real. It says it's Paris Metro. Let's see if I recognise any of that you tell me. Oh, that's lovely. What? That can't be real. Where's that? This is shows to go. Oh, I haven't been there. Now it's just unknown. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's 
Jesus, I can't believe I watched that. Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping for it to be the plane bong, and it wasn't anyway. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We will be reaching Paris Charles de Gaulle in 6 hours and 45 minutes. Please enjoy the flight, fasten your seatbelts, and if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to... <laughs> the what? Oh, the, the plane bong. Yeah. you hear on planes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can put, I'll put in a clip of him doing it. Yeah. Bon Bobier yeah, does it very cute. Um, cuteness Stefan watch. Where anywhere where Stefan is being being cute. Being um do you find him cute? No, sorry. Do you not? Not so far. Maybe he will be later. What really? Yeah. What do you not find cute about him? Do you find him annoying? Or just no, uninteresting? Not annoying, yeah, just it's unclear. I, I don't have enough sense of his personality because he's like said very not very much. You so know far. he lays his suit out, he's wearing his dad's suit and he's like made a contraption to turn his light off. He, we know quite a lot about him. He's yeah, like maybe, and he's maybe very maybe creative he's got and a eyebrows. bit kind of innocent and like sort of naive because he thinks he's doing this creative job when it's just his office job. Yeah. And he doesn't really get that they're setting him up as well. They're all laughing behind him and he's just going through this whole drama of narrating his pictures. This is what you had to do for your project. Yeah. <laughs> just going to um That's it, isn't it? No, not quite. Really? It's too slow. Mm, yeah, not quite the right note. It's not quite the right note. I feel like the first one's higher. Bum bum. Everyone on the comments was saying, remove the second beep. What? On, on the comments of that. It's in the the comments? One. Yeah. We have no comments. <laughs> no one has got this far. Wait, we lost the thread a bit there. So anyway, then the second... Yeah. So, he, so he says anyway that it's about... Uh, he's about... It's, what was it? The, the 16th of July? Yeah. This calendar... I mean, these pictures, they really made. And I'm trying to remember because I don't have my notes with me, but I think that Gandhi said it was the... A friend of his son's nanny who drew them oh, right. and he actually made a calendar of these pictures like a real one and gave it to all the crew right. and Gail was like oh I've still got mine <laughs> and I think if they gave them out as promotion for the film it'd be really cool to have them yeah. but you probably can't get out of them anymore oh, some people must have them somewhere out there yeah yeah if you have one that's please like... give it to me yeah <laughs> they're great so they're kind of cartoony lots of colors Mm. Yeah, very like um, drawn like a child. Yeah, like a child. Mm. Just full of stuff and like explosions and things happening everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's this action. actual thing, right? And he says as well that this was a famous, I mean, it was a big crash, this air yeah, disaster. Was, yeah. And um, like he remembers it happening, and that there was a French guitarist, Marcel Daddy, who died on the crash who Gondry liked but I think as well that he says that he he used to draw things like this like he used to have this idea when he was at school like he used to draw these kind of disasters I mean it's quite common I remember like lots really? of boys used to draw like kind of crazy war scenes of like that's true all these sorts of tanks and shooting yeah, and everything they do and that actually. kind of stuff so yeah I mean that's it kind weird. of captures the the imagination it's of strange youngsters like that and so teenage yeah. thing <laughs> yeah Probably younger than teenagers. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Yeah, yeah why? I suppose because it's, it's exciting Yeah. and scary. Yeah. But it's weird because Stefan's not a kid. So that's what I mean. It's like he's kind of kid-like. Yeah. That's what makes yeah. him cute. But maybe you don't find that cute. It's just because he's hot. <laughs> so he's allowed to be. <laughs> yeah. So he's explaining this and... Um, he is like just pissing himself in the background yeah <laughs> and also doing sort of weird things of like you know miming guitar um, <laughs> one of the things actually i thought in the last minute which perhaps goes on a bit is like i feel i i feel like that scene was done quite the, the, this scene might be done quite a few times because the way oh. the other two are kind of like just like, yeah, they sort of yeah, and just sort of like they they, they bob in it. So it feels like maybe it's sort of mm. like been tried a few times and it hasn't quite gone right. And they're like, ah, oh, okay. this is maybe they yeah. all got the giggles. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine they do because it's quite a sort of silly scene. Well, because the boss just sits there straight faced. Yeah. That's what makes it good. Yeah. It's like 
Guy's laughing, and they're just, the boss is just like really serious. But he's yeah. also kind of a bit like fatherly, like, oh, mm. is he really doing this? <laughs> but, I mean, he does a great job of taking it seriously, explaining yeah. his idea. So, like, because <laughs> yeah. of this, he's real and passionate about it, mm. or the idea of it. So, um, so he shows this crash. So, what? So, it was the July the 17th, 1996. Yeah. We were 17. Right. I don't, I don't remember, remember anything about it. No, but, no. I mean, would we have? Why would we have heard about it? Um, we didn't hear about news I mean, in the same have, way. We must then. have heard about it. it just but didn't. no, because now everything's instant and on the internet. Yeah. I mean, I guess also the, one of the things that's. That and you sadly just wouldn't. Kind have. Of, well, the thing that affects a lot about about where how much you hear of it is where it's due yeah. to fly to and so it, yeah, it says it was due it was, it was going to stop at Paris but it's destination was where? was it mm. Greece? I thought it was going to America I mean, it, was, it was flying from, from JFK oh um, to but certainly there is that thing I mean just like well wasn't it going to I don't know I imagine France? we heard an awful lot more about um, surely well, it was going to France it was yeah too, but it was going to Paris but just to stop off and it was oh. going to then oh, okay um when we were 17, I don't think I was paying much attention to... Yeah. Well, I, re I remember like, Lockerbie more, because that was, like, the big yeah. sort of plane crash thing. What year was that? I don't know. Look that up. It, was, it turns into a podcast I about <laughs> Looking poorly recording plane crashes. Yeah, you're right, because Martine and Serge are, like, not laughing. They're just... In, just I reckon... That, I feel like they're still thinking about the skiing weekend, and they're just not amused. Yeah. Um... So that was Pan Am Flight 103 was on the 21st of December 1988. So quite a lot earlier. We would have been. You remember that? Yeah. You were nine. I don't. I can't say I do. I thought it was on the news quite a lot. Don't you think you just remember it retrospectively because mm, people talked yeah, about I it? Yeah, it would have been day. on uh, Newsround. Yeah, but would you, yeah, it would have been John on Newsround, but yeah, I still show that to my kids. Is John Craven still on it? <laughs> no. Didn't so, he die? Yeah, I'm sure he must have. Dead Maybe. or alive. Um, uh, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, is he? How old is he? Seventeen. He Let me guess. Seventy-five. No. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> was I close though? <laughs> well, it depends what close means. What <laughs> year is it now? What? It's twenty twenty. Yeah. He's eighty. Is he? Oh, he's older than I thought. He was born on the sixteenth of August, nineteen forty. What's that noise? I don't know. Some sort of weird Fuck was the hat? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. Something that goes on sometimes, I hear it. Something goes on sometimes? Yeah. Is it a mouse? Maybe. Or a rat? It might be someone just scraping something in their flat or a <laughs> sort of mechanical thing. <laughs> scraping something in their flat? Maybe it sounds a bit like to me like scraping, putting like something onto toast. Dead bodies. No, maybe toast? They... How would you hear that through a wall? <laughs> <laughs> they, they take a piece of toast, roll <laughs> it up to the wall, and blow them up. Is this the same man that plays band music in the yeah, middle of the day? Is. Yeah, that's it. He's, he's just he's got a massive PA rig and piece he's like, of toast <laughs> next to my amplifier. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> What's so unbelievable about that? Which is more likely. Okay, but it sounds like toast. But also it's one of those things where it's like really hard to diagnose sounds because there was this other sound. Diagnose? Yeah, like well, what, what they are and where they're coming from. I'm still drinking. Because I've drunk. I drunk it. Like a top tree with a top up. The last drapes. I don't know if I need it. You need it. Um, you need it. <laughs> the, you need it. There was a sound which sounded like... Oh, good, I am recording. Um... <laughs> There was a sound which sounded like someone breathing, possibly, or snoring. It was really hard to work out what it was. And it drove me mad. Where? Well, that was it. It was also hard to work out where it was coming from. It's actually oh, coming from, like, the, the fountain. What fountain? Be beneath me. The, the, not the fountain. The fountain but... beneath me? <laughs> it's getting more and more surreal. <laughs> what are you talking about? Literally what are you talking about? I missed the beginning. I have no idea. There was this sound. And it sounded... Sorry. That's right. It sounded um, it sounded like it sounded a bit like someone snoring or someone breathing. It was just Where? happening sporadically in this flat, and I could oh. hear it. There's and something going on, I tell you. Yeah, and I, I I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was maybe um, yeah, someone. It could it could be someone breathing. 
it sounded maybe like an electrical fall. You know, like something. Maybe there's someone in the walls. Uh, maybe making but, well, toast. But basically, I found and breathing. This, there's there's like this box which does something what? downstairs. When I say in the fountain, there's like a pond thing. That's what I mean. In the pond, there's a box which does something to do with the the, the, the water, Jesus. and it makes the noise. But what? it like, this is it like echoes a all the way up through the concrete. It's controlling you. Mm. It is. It's mind control sound. Yeah, in the fifties. The Barbican's just an experiment. Mm. A mind experiment. <laughs> You're all being controlled. To do what though? Who knows? Right. Um, <laughs> it's become superhuman. The right. Then <laughs> he shows another one of an earthquake in Mexico. Yeah. Flight eight hundred on July seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, disappears from the sky. Spraying its 230 passengers all over the North Atlantic. The whole world is in shock. La Ville de Mexique, September. Quiet morning, just like any other morning. A huge earthquake rattles the center of the town. And uh, he says that it's an idea that he's come up with and he calls it disasterology. It's a concept I've been trying to work on and developing. Um, it's called disastrology. Disaster, disastrology. Disastrology, yeah. Say it again. I don't know. He says it quickly <laughs> as well. You've never been able to say it. Oh, I can't say some oh. things, Gemma. Disastrology. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I can't say. I can't say. Bob I can't Dylan say. <laughs> what? You just said it. No, because I, I did. I tried really hard. I put a D on the end of, of his name. Bob Dylan. Yes. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> you land. I you can't landed. say pr prawns. <laughs> prawns. I just can't say the R. Prawns. Mm. Um, that's it. No. Oh. <laughs> There's more. Just trying to wrap it up. There's more. You missed the best bit. Oh. His desk. On his desk, there's oh, a yeah. magnifying glass. Oh, yeah. What's this glass. thing that you're looking at? And there's also, I think... A Sankyo music telephone rest. So this is the most ridiculous thing. So is that before you had this box? Because I think like my sort of uncle or someone had one, mm. and it's like a a plastic sort of cylinder, and you take and when you you make a call and then you put the handset on it, and when you put it down, it triggers like a, it's like a music box inside and it plays hold music. But it hasn't, wow. it hasn't cut the person off, so it's just they've kind of like hearing so, music. So instead of having a hold button. Yeah, so instead of putting the phone just down what? on the desk, you do that. And because and, I, I, I was like, wow, this, as a kid, I was like, wow, this is the most amazing thing. I was like, because you press it down and it makes some music and you stop. And then obviously after a while, it, it just stopped working. I was like, shit, I've broken it. But you just have to turn it over and wind it up because it's, it really is just a music Why do you box. give one of those? I And not a real uncle. As was? Yeah, fake okay. uncle. And um What did he what did he use it for? He had I business. Know. No, we did, yeah, but um he ran a bookshop. But I don't oh, know cool. if they, maybe that was why then they perhaps needed perhaps it was from the bookshop that? in Brighton. I told you about this. Did you? Yeah. What bookshop was that? Camp Town Books. Oh, oh yeah you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Cool. What did you do to break it? I didn't break it. I just oh, no, used. Like... I just wound it. I, I used it so much that because it's just. A, it, it, it's just weird because you look at it and it looks like very sleek and modern because it's plastic. Mm. But inside, it's just a music box. I mean, that's all it is. It's cool. no different from those ones but where you open it up in a ballerina. The weight of the handset. <gasps> Could you do it with a mobile phone? Yes. Yes. But I mean, that, that's the thing. I guess like today, there'd be lots of electrical ways of doing it. So I found some as well. So here's here's one on Etsy for sale. Oh, cool. 56 pounds because they just don't really exist but the thing that's weird is I, I wonder as to how effective they were because they didn't that's actually that's really quiet were that, they, no they were reasonably loud because they wouldn't actually but you must you. have had to hear yeah you exactly would, so yeah. you would still hear what's going on in the office and yeah, if you were in the office you'd have to listen to the music yeah. over and over so you'd again. have to kind of I mean it does that's bonkers it, it is a bit bonkers because yeah you'd think Ooh. why did you huh? oh. um, because oh. <laughs> um, you think why would they surely somewhat by that point People would have invented the encore. No, history doesn't work like that. <laughs> what people, yeah, invent like, simultaneously, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's weird. 
It's strange how things don't always come in the order you expect, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. So you would think, surely they would have a way of doing sort of music being played automatically. But no, they had a sort of manual kind of box like that. I guess that's it. We, we forget how cool. complex digital music of any kind was. You know, because up to that point, it was that music was sort of analogue. And, you, you know, so even basic synthesizers at that point would be analog and would be complex and expensive so you know it was, it was kind of in the late mid late 80s that you know cheap synthetic music of any kind you know even just like the tinny kind of like dee 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 kind of yeah. like noises became available because I know as well I think once it was, a, it was a strange thing but I on some holiday met this girl and I think her dad or great granddad Granddad, maybe it was something just jumped like it's either her dad or <laughs> two whole generations before that. <laughs> it was either her dad or Jesus, I can't remember. <laughs> Someone in between um, invented <laughs> apparently the the um, mind the gap on the underground because it had to be played. Well, there was also some story about this recently as well because what there was invented this, it. Well, because it had to be played again, 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 and again. Invented- well, they invented sound. the technology for how to do it because it had to be played, you know, again and again and again and again and again. If you did it at, with analogue, it would just wear out, you know, just like if you keep oh. photocopying and photocopying, you keep playing the same tape or the same record over and over again. Yeah. Eventually, it would just become hiss. Um, and so they came up with some kind of like, you know, the system. I don't know if it was digital as such, but it was something that was kind of like oh, cleverly wow. designed in oh, order yeah, to be okay. played again and again and again and again. So sometimes there's these in between technologies, aren't yeah. there? Like. Betamax that just kind yeah, of don't exactly. have very long because yeah. something else comes along and yeah. takes over. Yeah, they sort of solve it in a very specific way. Mm. Um, but there was also some story because the voice of the man who said Mind the Gap, um, they replaced it at some point because it, it had done oh. service for like f- at least 50 years or something. Oh, wow. And um, the wife of the man who said it was saying how that she liked going to this station to hear his voice, mm. which is sad because he had died. And uh, they got rid of it. They, they changed it, and she oh, was like, no. "Oh, you know, I sad to hear this." And they were like, "Oh, sorry," and they brought it back. So and now it's him well, again. So the, yeah. So I think there's the, the the story I seem to remember that was going around was that he has been preserved at just one station. I think it's in Bankman. Oh. So yeah, and it is it is kind of cool anyway because they have. People... How did he get the job? How do you decide who it is? Oh, it was, it was, it was sort of like received pronunciation. So it's the one that sounds. It's one that sounds very very. So he just very, was a very, voice actor. Maybe. Yeah, sort of like Pathé News. So it's like yeah. mind the gap. Oh yeah, yeah. My who is the other? Who are the other ones? Gap. Then? Well, you're going to they... make that into a clip now, aren't you? Lucky you're talking over the top, so it won't be edited out easily. <laughs> won't do it again. Sorry, interrupting you. I interrupted you. So you did. Um, how do they decide who? So who's doing it now? I don't know. Someone else. There's that weird voice they have at Heathrow of that woman, and I don't know if it's a real person because it sounds strangely mm. sort of like a bit Middle English or something. It's sort of, it's got really, really nasal. Mm. Just, Probably, yeah. It's so strange. I mean, it's weird because I Probably guess it's, then. I wonder whether they, I, I feel like that could have been getting something that was like subject to a lot of research because it's such a strange voice that you can easily pick it out. It's not going to sound like someone talking to you because nobody mm. talks Oh, like that's that. why maybe. Yeah. So I wonder whether, because I know also they do sort yeah, of things like they're saying on train platforms, they have it where it's like alternate male, female voices for oh. each platform. As well, Do so they? that you kind of like you don't when the platform next to you is saying it, you're you're hopefully are not so kind of like, is that? Oh, my? that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, interesting. interesting. But yeah, we could do. We should maybe do a sort of um, we could do an episode on. Or wait, how do we even get onto this subject? We go because of the telephone handset yeah. receiver. That's intriguing. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Sankyo. So if you've got a Sankyo musical telephone rest, <laughs> record a bit, send it in. You're our only oh, listener. Yeah, please. So, um, does that mean that the office is very old-fashioned, that this guy's mm. got very... Mm. Or is it set back in time? Because it's unclear, isn't it, like we said? Yeah. Everything seems know. quite old-fashioned. I mean, it already is. The film is quite old. Yeah, because I feel like things... I, I think there's definitely aspects of it where I, was, I like, think this is very believable as an office. But, yeah, it's something like that. Could oh, wait. Be. But it's, yeah, definitely back because this film was 2006, right? And they don't have mobile phones no, okay, so it was, it was so made deliberately, yeah. yeah. 
Well, in that case, they did good, a good job finding that. But, I mean, maybe it's possible they just found a very old, yeah. you know, office where they were just like, the people haven't got around to updating something. It was like... But that's yeah. the truth of it, isn't it? Like, up until quite recently, surely, well, you've worked in offices more than me, but mm. you go in an office and everything would be just like, mm. there'd be loads of old-fashioned stuff. Yeah. Well, my mum worked in social services and their office was so kind of antiquated, you know, when they yeah. We sort of really like computers particularly yeah like terrible old photocopier and that kind of thing yeah you know, it was like, we still have them in schools yeah but, well, but you know like, the way, like modern ones are so fancy you know you just chuck yeah. the, whole, the whole document in the top and it just makes yeah. copies and does it all and you know but you remember those old ones which had the green light and they smell bad and they're so slow and that kind of thing yeah it's interesting actually as well that the, we pointed out I was just thinking that in terms of the shot that I was sort of saying about there's that model airplane and I hadn't really thought about the fact that he's... I don't know if I tied it together, oh. but you know, he's also talking about this plane crash. Yeah. Sort of the placing of those things together, whether that has yeah, any that's true. sort of meaning. And there's that typewriter also on top of the thing. Oh, I didn't notice oh, the other thing also is there's that wedding photo. Yeah. And we, do you think we that's the boss's wedding, yeah. or is it something to do with mm. the business? I think it must be I the think it's bosses. the boss's, but do you think it's his actual wedding as well? So do you think the actor brought in his actual wedding photo? Or Gondry? Or they just... Pulled out in you, I think. Or stopped. Oh, it's like Andre's parents, you think? Don't know. So she's wearing a pretty big wedding dress. It's got a big, big um, yeah. um, tail to it. What's the thing? Veil? Tail? Tail. tail. <laughs> got a tail coming out of my head. That's how brides work. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he also has one of those nice rotating kind of um, holders of rubber stamps. Which, oh. Again, oh yeah, I noticed those, that. That's the again the That's cool. Of I'd like one of them. Stationery. This, this, I feel like there needs to be a better word for stationery. What do you think they stay on the stamps? You know, things like received and paid oh, and the date fine. and probably, probably all of those would be in French, of course, in this. But um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's like sometimes a better word for stationery because stationery to me is sort of consumables such as sort Pencils of pens and, and pens. yeah, paper and sort of staples, but rubber stamps and and sort of yeah. you know, musical telephone holders. A kind of office office supplies, but there's a they're, they're, yeah. I feel like there should be a better word for it. They need to have a kind of well, they're more kind of interesting, fancy yeah. ones. Yeah, more. Yeah, more special special office. I don't know what the word is in French actually. Mm. Papetier. Is it like a stationer's? But I don't know what the stuff is called. I wonder to what extent we could work out as well the minimum number of like times they would have had to repeat this scene. Just from the number of camel, camera, camera, angles. <laughs> camel angles. <laughs> camel angles. <laughs> oh dear! Listen to our podcast where we drink. Don't tell them we're drinking. <laughs> they have no the idea. Pouring the wine. That could have just been some other noise. Not the way I gestured at the <laughs> where the wine was. Don't gesture at the microphone; they'll hear it. Um, they? There's only one person who's moving between Hungary, Austria, they. America and singular they. Germany. They're just... Uh, okay. Yeah. Alright, should we let them get back to their travels? Bath. Oh, the bath. Okay. <laughs> Always bath part of their itinerary. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. Travelodge bath. Good night, listener. Bye!